Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. We are a Bears town, Yurko. We're a football town. Yeah, there's no gray area. City of big shoulders, hog butcher to the world. The Windy City. Are we still the hog butcher to the world? Uh, at one time we were. Stockyards are closed. Still the hog butcher of the world, I, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Happy Friday, everybody. But we're a Bears town. And, uh, yeah, you know, we go nuts. People went nuts yesterday with Sylvie taking a selfie with Caleb Williams. Did they? Caleb Williams is, you know, meeting the media today and people are going nuts. Among the crazier things I saw, and this isn't even, this is just, we're a football crazed country at this point. Because this isn't even coming from a Chicago source. What do you have? This is on uh, Instagram. This is on the X. What is this on? This is from Pro Football Talk. Pro Football Talk. PFT. Take a deep breath, Carm. <laughs> take it all in. Take a deep breath and take this it in. This is a legit website. This it's like, a legitimate you know. website. Yes. What they're right. This is from Pro Football Talk this morning. We just spent 10 minutes with Caleb Williams. Condolences to the Vikings, Lions, and Packers. This guy's the real deal, and the Bears will have their first franchise quarterback since Sid Luckman. So who from PFT wrote that? I, I don't know. It's a, it was generated from their X account. It's usually Florio. If it's, if it's not a story, it's usually Florio. So which jackaloon do I have to trust in this situation that I spent 10 minutes with him talking to him all of a sudden realizes he's the next coming of Joe Montana. What's really going to be annoying is if he is, like, they're going to look back at that and be like, we told you so. Why are you guys such Debbie Downers? Because it's ridiculous. Why can't you just be excited? Because it's ridiculous. It wouldn't he, if he comes in and, play, and has, what, 3,500 yards? Well, first of all, anybody well, can be that excited. would be a result. Okay. Secondly, that would be, we would, you that, guys yeah. are such Debbie. Secondly, we've waited it's ridiculous. months for this day. Secondly, months. Months for the day that PFF uh, no, that that's what you waited talk, for? No, for him at the combine, for him to you talk. You waited for months now for them starts. to have a conversation with PFT? You guys are the worst. Is that worst. what happened? You guys the are the worst. I can't believe I'm with Cap on this one. Mike you guys Florio? are the worst. Get excited. Feel something in your, Cap. besides your groin being pulled, My Carmen. My groin is pulled. Come on. What are you supposed to feel on March 1st. Pull my groin. Feel something. Well, I can't I, run the 40 I, because I my feel. groin is tweaked, by the way. You guys are the I'm out. Worst. I'm not running the 40. That's fine. You can't run the 40. I can't run the 40. I tweak. I can't on, do the on, shuttle. I can't do any of it. On March 1st, the, the most important thing the Bears have to do at this point now is find something to do with Justin Fields. It's right? the dumbest. That's what, that's, it's, that's it's what you've dumb, got to do. It's as dumb of a tweet as I've ever seen, Spending to be quite honest. Spending 10 minutes with a guy and all of a sudden declaring that Everybody else is in trouble. It's beyond stupid. Might be the dumbest uh, thing I've ever heard. It's it's beyond that. It's beyond the dumbest From thing. From a you've moron. Ever heard. Uh it's beyond ridiculous. If you want to tell people that Caleb Williams is going to be the Bears' first franchise quarterback and condolences to the other teams in the division, tell me why. Show yes. me tape. Show me plays. Give me yeah. examples. I want don't, to, don't, I, don't I tell want to hear from Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams for ten minutes, right? And you know, you don't know anything uh, that 
the Lions, Vikings, and Packers yeah. should cease to play football yeah. going forward because you talked to Caleb Williams. Yeah, ten ways. moronic. It's as it's as dumb as it's moronic. Uh, it's as dumb as Tom Brennan telling me fifteen years ago that if you don't uh, love Tim Tebow and his religion and everything he's about, then you're not a good human being. It's as dumb as that. It's as silly as it. And I know Tom's sister is going to be very mad. I know she lives in Chicago and she hates me. Uh, and she's going to be very upset. Whose sister? Tom Brenneman's sister. Are you going to lose um, any sleep? No. Okay. Uh, it's as dumb as that. Yeah. It's as dumb as Tim Tebow is the yeah. greatest human being that I've ever lived. And when he talks to you about Jesus Christ, you'll know why. Uh, like, it's as dumb as anything I've Can heard. Can I tell you what? Like, t- if they would have had 10 minutes with him, which they did, right? 10 minutes. What happened in the Notre Dame game? That's No, I'm serious. They, these are the questions I would like answered. What happened in the Notre Dame game? At what point did you feel it getting away from you? What would you have done differently? Well, oh, I would have won the game. That's not what I'm asking. What was it schematically? Something that you had, you saw a weakness. Something you looked at it afterwards that you guys didn't exploit. What was it? Why didn't it happen? That's what. It, give me those answers. Somebody pin Caleb Williams down and talk to him about what was probably the most disappointing game that he had in 2023 and kind of led to future failures last year. But that was the beginning of the end for the USC football team last year. That's what I wanted here. If he came to me and said we had a conversation about that Notre Dame game and some of the thoughts and some of his football theory and some of this has got me excited, okay. Well, that's something I could go ahead and sink my teeth into. And you, you got something of substance there. But you, we got nothing of substance there. I don't want thoughts and opinions from former failed lawyers. That's not what I want. And the worst part is, though, if he is good, I hope he is. Because I think the Bears are going to ultimately draft him. I, I hope he's great. Uh, you know, you'd be, oh, yeah, pro football, talk about it. You know who could brag about it if he's great in a few years? What's uh, Mike Tice's son's name? Why am I blanking on Chuck. Nate. Nate. Nate Tice. Nate Tice, about a week or two ago, he wrote a Peter King column. He had 10,000 words 10, and words. 15 pieces of tape in an article he wrote telling you why. He was coming now, at you. Believe it or not, I think he favors, I think he likes Drake May even a little bit more, but he was showing you all of the things that make Caleb Williams special and what might translate in all likelihood like if he is great in the nfl what the things on tape tell that you he did in college will make him successful, make him in, the successful in the nfl Ten thousand words 15 10, pieces of tape. double truck guys double truck it's big that's effort that's research that's quality that's something he might be wrong he right. might like caleb could still bust right. guys could still but bust. it's something of substance but it's substance yeah it is, this is why this is special. Look at this play. Look at that one. Now look at this. Now look at this. That's work. That's effort. That's effort. That's Talking. accomplishment. Yes. So you this guys are getting a, real worked up over like so, not that 25, I played slap like and tickle. words on a tweet. I, I played slap and tickle with Caleb Williams, right. and I think he's the greatest of the greatest. That's what? slap and tickle. The hell is that? Maybe they slap did ask him the ten minutes about the Notre Dame Jeez. game. Come on, that slap and tickle. Yeah, and we're not here for a slap we're not and tickle, here for slap and tickle sessions. To spend six we're minutes. We're here to focus. We're here to focus on the glory that is the NFL game. 
seems weird to focus for seven minutes on like 25 words. It seemed that your passionate defense of it was equally as weird. No, it's exciting. even more We got all weird. the clips, uh, yeah. of, oh, I got clips. Uh, of Caleb Williams talking today. There's nothing exciting from what PFF tweeted. I'm assuming they had a PFT, uh, by the way. PFF, PFT, by the way. They had a. If it uh, was PFF. Carmen would have his pants off. That's yeah. not true. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. You'd be dude. rubbing that groin Stack. on camera. I'm telling you, you can't. Like, that's probably how he heard it. Was looking at PFF all day. I don't. Li- I don't that's even. Listen, I don't even groin. like PFF that you much. You would run and get that's one of those Dune Two popcorn buckets. That's yeah. not true. Yeah, you see that popcorn yeah. bucket? I don't even like. That's PFF like that, the that worm. Much. You get your hands stuck in there. You yeah. can't get a handful of popcorn. You can't pull it out. You can only go one kernel at a time. I like the data that they compile. I don't like look at their grades and think they're the end all be all. I've never said that. I don't. I don't reference it that often. I mean, I like the data that they compile. They sure. do a good job of that, and they're one of the places that aggregates a lot of really good data. But they don't. I don't really get too. You ain't got to defend it. yourself. You've got a love for them. It's all I, right. There's no. What big did I deal. just say? I don't pay attention to what you say. I have a love for fan graphs. <laughs> yes. Well, you I, do. I, I have a you love don't. for war. Um, I like what Shots does. I like yeah. Do- I like DVOA. I like what he does. I like. What about Doak? Um, Do you like Doak? I like your Doak. Defensive stat. outfield acreage coverage. I think you need. You to know t- who led the league in that? Baltimore. Yes, probably. Baltimore led the league in Doak last year. Um, I like if there's another like super nerdy analytics site. I like. I don't know what even what it would be. I, I like Fangraphs probably the most. I like. Um, yeah, but I don't love PFF that much. That's they, fine. they do do a good job of aggregating a lot of really That's good fine. data. You're you're fine. Don't worry about it. What do you care what people think? What you like? Don't worry about it. I, I don't really care. I That's just my point. I'm with factual. you. I, I got mean, you. That's all. I'm with you. Let's um, yell at people today. I just think it's funny that you guys came in here on the day we've been waiting all week for in the in the combine, uh, talking about Caleb Williams since the day the Bears season started. You're like, nope. I, but I got to be honest. Have you, sucks. have you heard us? Have have Yurko, Carmen or Yurko once said, I'm so excited for Caleb Williams to speak? I'm not sure what show Neither you're of listening you guys to. Have. Abdallah. No, I'm not sure no, what you're listening to. No, that, I mean, uh, that's not what I'm saying. My point exactly is that you said you we've said we've been, been doing waiting. nothing I haven't but been Caleb, waiting. We've been doing nothing but Caleb Williams uh, talk for two months. That, well, that's but that's like his college tape. No, I this understand is how much that. I care for everybody on YouTube. This is how much I give a rat's behind Patootie. about rats what Patootie. Caleb Williams has to say to the media this month. Zero. I Zero. got a big Let's goose egg up there. Zero. This is how much. Yeah, zero. I still want to keep Justin Fields. We'll pander what and we'll I give a rat's ass about just uh, uh, like Caleb I, Williams. You're going. I have never once said like I can't wait for March first when Caleb Williams meets the media. So I don't know. Well, what you're talking Yurko about. wants to hear from him about the the Notre Dame game. You guys have wanted to know how tall he is. People have wanted to know uh, why isn't he? Why isn't he? Why is? Why did he cry after the game? Why does he paint his nails? Everybody wants to hear from the guy. We finally hear from him, and you guys are like, no, nope, I don't, don't think care. that's true. I think it's important that teams talk to Have him. we not had taken calls from people that want answers well, from the man himself? That well, what does that mean? That the calls you're basing it off the you're basing it off of Eddie on the north side. I'm basing I mean, it like, off of, of, of our whoa, whoa. fine fans, Carmen. Of the guys, fine fans. Of the guys that I mean, you like, banished from the radio. Fan, I didn't banish uh, well, you guys, uh, Eddie. You're left and right. Sometimes Chase, Eddie, but not Dean, Eddie. Sometimes Chase. Luke. I mean, you're basing it off of like. I mean, what are we basing that on? Chubby I mean, sandwich. I care how his meetings go with the teams. I think that's more important. He I talked care. about that. I don't say. I don't care what he says to the media. All right, let's play some crap so we can listen to it. <laughs> He's not meeting with the medical people. That was probably one of the more interesting revelations. We knew he wouldn't throw. 
Um, he's not meeting with the medical people. He said he will obviously do that uh, on his pro day. The pro on his pro day, day next month. Yeah. Okay, you want to hear a few things? You want to yeah. hear? What do you want to hear? Do you want to hear? On, I just want to just play him. You want to hear on his height and size? Yes. Okay. It's the first time I'm hearing about my height and size. Um, you know, I'm around Aaron Rodgers' size and and maybe weight too. Uh, two fifteen, uh, two twenty, and six one six two. I, I've never heard too many concerns about it either. I guess we'll see what the measurements do look like. Or do people think he's lying about the six one? Do they think he's smaller well, I than six one? I think Bryce Young said it best himself last year. Where he said, I, "I've always played at this height. I've always been this tall." You know, throughout my college career, I've been this tall. How, so, Antonio, how the, long have you had six minutes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've always had six. Yeah, I mean, when you're five ten, you're five ten. But when you try to pretend like you're six foot, it's a problem. Six one six two. There is a difference between six one six two. That's one inch, but there's a difference. So, how exactly tall are you? That's what they'd like to find out. Uh, you want to hear on if he's drafted by the Bears? Love it. Now, I'd he love told to hear that. Pete Thamel this in an interview earlier in the week, but this is the first time he has said it in a more public setting. If the Bears drafted him first overall, the Bears uh, was an eight and nine team last year, um, I believe, and uh, seven and seven and ten. Sorry, and and um, you know that's that's pretty good for a team that has the first pick. Um, and and they got a good defense. Um, they got good players on offense. Um, and and you know it's it's pretty exciting. You know if you could go into a situation like that. That kind of echoes some of the things he said uh, earlier in the week when he talked with Thamel over the phone before he got to Indy. Here's why he's not throwing at the combine. Again, this isn't a surprise. None of the top prospects are. Not doing things. Uh, it was a decision by me and my team, my family. Um, and it comes down to that. So it, it, I guess when we listen to that, he's the, the Packers, the Lions, and the Vikings should just not play next year. So no, I'm, I'm in here. I'm scared. I mean, I used to be a former Packer. I'm I'm intimidated as hell. What am I going to do? The Packers I'm afraid are, to go to my car. The Packers must see a tweet like that and be yeah, like, and they laugh. Detroit's over there chuckling. The Packers are like, we've had a quarterback for 35 they walk up like, freaking like, years. Like Spielman will walk up behind Florio, just we'll smack keep, him in the back of his head. I think we'll keep playing. You want to hear uh, what happens if he doesn't get drafted by the Bears and if he plays for Washington? I'll play that one for you, too. I can't wait. So it's, it's, remember, Washington's his hometown. I mean, right. I... I I, I'm making an assumption. We shouldn't do that. I'm assuming maybe he was a, a Redskins slash Commanders fan growing up. He grew up there, but who knows? You know what I find quite often? The guys that are great at sports usually weren't as into it as those of us that weren't as good at sports. <laughs> like me. and uh, like My brothers were better athletes than me. They were never as into sports as I am. So I, I, I find it like most of the time, they're like, eh, I was too busy working my ass off to, be, to get here to be a great athlete. So let's. I, I'm assuming maybe he was a little bit of a Washington fan, but here's Caleb Williams uh, talking about Washington. You know, it's it's like I've said before. It's familiar. It's it's, it's hometown, um, as everybody knows. And uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be really cool to, to be back there and, and, and experience that. Um, the, the meeting went really well, um, and and um, you know, being around those, you know, everybody was in the room. So being around everybody. Um, you know, just getting getting the taste of you know how they are, who they are, because like you said, everything's new there. Apparently, Josh Harris was in the room too, as we learned yesterday from Adam Schefter. Okay, so uh, should the other teams in the division just uh, say, eh, "F it, we're not going to play next year"? I guess. Anything you heard that uh, you're going to, you know, towel off from? Let us know. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is the phone number. Diana Rossini said something about the Justin Fields market I want to play for you coming up in a little bit. 
She was on with Robert Mays. Yeah, it was The Athletic. So she was talking to Robert Mays on their football podcast uh, about the, the market for Justin. So I want to play that coming up next. And we'll take your Bears and NFL calls today. Jesse will join us a little bit later on from Arizona. We're going to talk to Courtney Cronin in about 15, 20 minutes live in Indy. We'll be off early today for White Sox and Cubs. Another uh, Cubs-Sox matchup at Sloan Park in the Cactus League. We will carry that game starting at 2. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Uh, Yurko's always said the real value in the combine is taking all the things and kind of putting it together. Yeah. Don't fall in love too much or fall out of love with one thing or two things, but put it all together. Put it all, everything's just a little piece of the puzzle. A little piece of the puzzle, right. You with know, 75% of the puzzle being what you see on, the tape. on film, yeah. on tape, what they've already produced for you. Yeah. And then you get about 20, 25%. Remember, there's always the part you don't know. You don't know the compete level of the individual. You don't know his level threshold of pain and what he can uh, withstand and how much punishment one is willing to endure uh, and still find a way to flourish. It's different for each individual. We probably fall for it too much more than ever because there's so much coverage of it now. I mean, it's out there constantly. But just, you know, with that in mind, guys who did well yesterday, uh, Adam mentioned this towards the end of our show because the, the, the measurements were in. I mean, Dallas Turner's wingspan is that of like a six nine guy, like of a, a, con, a South American condor? Yeah. He's got the same wingspan as Larry Markkinen and Luka Doncic. I mean, come on, he's got not, some arms. Not only that, again, you don't you know, like can't just Jerron Gilbert could jump out of a pool, couldn't play yeah. in the NFL. But Dallas Turner's wingspan—you just heard that from Adam—he's got the same wingspan as like elite wing players in the NBA, and he ran a four. <laughs> you ready for this? He ran a four four six forty. So Dallas Turner did well for himself. Good you know, for put it him. all in the toolbox, right? Chop Robinson. Chop. Chop ran. Pork Chop Robinson? No, they just call him Chop. Uh, Chop Robinson? Chop Robinson. Chop weighs more than um, a few of these guys. He weighs more than, uh, certainly weighs more than Dallas Turner. Dallas a little bit leaner. Chop weighed in at 254, York. Right. He ran what did a 448. Scooting. Scooting. His 10-yard split was 154. That's lightning quick coming out of the box. Per ESPN stats and info, Yurko nailed it. It is the fourth fastest time in the last 20 years amongst all players that are over 250 pounds. So he's in elite company in terms That's of right. his get-off yep. and his speed. So certain guys did well there, but again, you got to put all these things together. All the pieces together. Put them all together. With the film, Carm. It was a that. very good day for Dallas Turner and a very good day for Chop Robinson. Both were going to be first-round picks anyway. Right, just now. I think could, it's kind of solidified. You can reconfigure. If you're looking yeah. for that pass rusher. Yep. All right, so listen to this. This is Diana Rossini with uh, Robert Mays on the Athletics Football Podcast. Okay. Talking about the market for Justin Fields. This is as of this morning and what she's heard, Yurko. When my uh, United flight landed in Indy, I was immediately uh, on a mission to, to keep track of all the teams that are going to be in on Justin Fields. Right, I'm chasing down Pittsburgh, Atlanta. I'm, I'm just thinking of every team that could use him, where it would make sense, where there's offensive coordinators that, that could have success and, and, and with his type of ability. 
And now I'm leaving in 24 hours, and I can tell you, I don't think the market is as robust as a lot of people thought. I just don't think that there is a team right now that is going to be aggressively chasing after Justin Fields, knowing that the other free agent quarterbacks that are on the market right now that have had more success and maybe a better possibility than trading for Justin. Do I still think he's going to get traded to a team? Yes. But there is no clear team that I'm hearing right now that that makes sense and is having uh, where there's like a lot of chatter about. I want to couple that with this coming out of Indy because Omar Khan met the media, your Pittsburgh's GM. Right. I have full faith in Kenny, Khan said at the NFL Scouting Combine Thursday night. He's shown us some good things, and obviously there were some issues with our offense. I'm excited about the impact that new OC Arthur Smith's going to have on him. Arthur's very optimistic about Kenny. They've communicated. Like I said, we'll have some competition there. We'll see where it goes, but we feel really good about him. That could be Omar Khan just being like, we don't need Justin Fields. You're he asking- also said that they like Mason Rudolph and they want him to come back, and he thinks that he wants to come back. He's like, you're asking for a second-round pick? We love Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what that could be, right? Like, oh, no, we love Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett. Behind the scenes, they might be like, oh, sweet Jesus, they stink. We need to go get Justin Fields. You don't really tip your hand. I mean, it's, I get it. it. No, like, it it's amazing that the reporter thinks that she's going to get the insight on what the demand is or is not. So, or what do you Justin think of what Diana said then? Do you think that I, I, I don't think she's going to get anything? Any anything's coming from somebody, um, somebody else that's overheard what they really think about him. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to come from the GMs or anything. We like our situation. This is the way it's going to be. They don't want to look like they're desperate for anybody. And there may only be one team out there. The problem is you need two, three teams for that to be, for people to be excitable. Ideally. You know, and what happens with Kirk Cousins and the other, the free agent quarterback? This may all disappear all of a sudden. And now Justin Fields becomes your answer. So is it better if it happens sooner or later? I wonder about that. I keep thinking it's going to be quick, and I think Ryan Pohl sort of intimated that they'd like to do right, right by him, and I don't think they want to drag it out. Right, but there's but not I don't, much I, of a market right, in the next week. I don't think there, it, it is such, he is of such demand that it would happen right away. So it might not happen by next week. Right. Adam, or you asked us earlier in the week, or you or Adam did, about will it be before or after we change the clocks? I said, I said clocks. I said before. Am I going to be wrong on that one? You think it's after next weekend? We change the clocks next weekend, by the way. Somebody came in and said, hey, we'll give you a fifth rounder for Justin Fields. What would you say? So it just depends on how much they want to move him, how much they're convinced that the quarterback of the future is sitting there at number one. It kind of hey, does. They came in and said, we'll give you a fifth rounder. I mean, that seems like not nearly enough. I, I mean, if they're motivated that, to trade him and get him out of the picture and to move him along, yeah. then a trade can happen before March 11th. It's, it's not even an issue. It depends what value they believe they should be able to get for Justin Fields. It seems like they're not going to be happy third with Third rounder. Even well, that doesn't seem Okay, likely. well, third rounder gets it done tomorrow. Jeez. And you're saying no because you think he's worth more. A second round. But we've all agreed it won't be a first-round pick. I think you're right about okay? that. I do we've not all think agreed they're, I don't. I can't see anybody giving them a first-round pick. And we all agree that they're moving off of Fields, right? Yes. I think it's a mistake, but I think they're moving off of Justin Fields, yes. yes. Like, not, nothing has changed this week to lead us to believe that Fields could be the guy next season. For no. the Chicago Bears, no. Right. I don't think so. If I put myself in Paul's and Kevin Warren's situation, Eberflus, yeah, I would say nothing has changed that has them on their current path. 
still there. Yeah, I don't think they deviated. Still I think they going, know. Yeah. I think they knew going into this week. I don't think they've deviated from that. Well, I guess my the reason I ask those questions is, does it really matter what you get back? Because you're not going to keep them. I think that's Yurko's point. Like, so yeah, if somebody says, we'll give you a third rounder, and you feel like that's yeah. not enough, do you do it anyway? Right. The trade yeah. can happen before March 11th if you're willing to settle for whatever you're going to get for. Right. Then, yeah, Jesse Fields will be gone for whatever you could have gotten from whatever team that's shown some interest in him. Like, you don't see them not settling, keeping him on the roster, and then going ahead and drafting a quarterback one. No. I don't see him on the roster next year. I don't see that With either. With what I currently... Feel and what the, the Bears are kind of what's emanating out of Hallis Hall and yeah. Indianapolis. You feel like they're definitely taking a quarterback at number one. I feel like Ryan Poles was being genuine when he said we want to do right by him. I don't think they would do that to him. Now, sometimes you got to do what's in the best interest of your organization, but I don't think that would be anyway. But if there are I think teams they do want to do right by, him. if there are teams that think that they can trade for a cheap Russell Wilson or trade for, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, but because he's going to be released, or they yeah. sign Jimmy Garoppolo, right. or whatever happens, Mason Rudolph, like I don't think he's going to sign anywhere. That's not the Steelers, but it. you never know. Like, is it before or after the dust settles on Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, those guys that are out there? That's a. I think before, but we'll know in two weeks. That's for sure. Well, you'll know what the league thinks we'll about him, too. You're also going to know what the league thinks about him. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. The longer it takes, the the price goes further and further down. It's like anything. Your big contracts in free agency get signed when? In the first, first week of first free agency. 48 to 72 yeah. hours, right, York? Yes. It's like wave one, wave two, wave uh, three. Right. If, yeah. you, you know, if you're in wave one of the trades and you go past... If you go past March 13th without trading Justin Fields, price is dropping. Drop. Dropping. Hmm. Okay? All That's right. where it's going. It's dropping like Polaroid. Stock <laughs> price dropped so much it disappeared off the face of the earth. They made a little comeback, you know, like the like young kids want the they, the novelty of it. Mm-hmm. Polaroids made a little comeback. Here. Yeah. You're not buying that, huh? Nope. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've seen a little bit of it. We took a picture for somewhere, someone uh, recently, they had a code. They were young kids. They had a Kodak. Like a young couple, probably in their early twenties. Yeah, but 20s. the Kodak little phones that that took, and then you take them in for processing. No, no, this was this shot the picture out. You're uh, like the old yeah, school. Yeah, there's a lot of people do that at weddings. They they have like a table next to where you sign the book. Yeah, they'll leave a camera there that takes the photo in the moment. And you could shake it like a Polaroid picture. Shake it like a Polaroid. And uh, you leave it there. You take one for yourself. You leave one for the couple. Yeah, my daughter had one for a little while. Yeah, it wasn't I've been to Kodak, two weddings in the put- last. Two weddings in the last, like, eight months where they both had that. I think the novelty of it has kind of come back a little bit, yeah. All right, we'll grab some calls in a little while here. But first, when we come back, we're going to talk to Courtney Cronin live on the scene at Indy. Waddle and Sylvia are also live again today. Now, we have a Sox game at 2. You can listen to that. If you want to pop in and out and just hear some of the football conversation that Waddle and Sylvia have starting at 3, they'll be on the stream. So you can watch on the YouTube page or on Twitch. Uh, the Sox will be on over the air. Waddle and Sylvia will go on from... Uh, Indy at three with their show. And and then they'll be on the air when the White Sox are over. Black and Abdallah will be on tonight until eight. So lots of football talk will continue throughout the day. Courtney Cronin joins us when we return. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. No, no, no. This is ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. No. 
We'll get out to Bears calls in a little bit. We're live in our State Street studios wrapping the week. It's a football Friday. The Combine's going on, and we're talking football right now with one of the best, Courtney Cronin. Read all of her stuff at ESPN.com. Catch her here talking Bears constantly throughout the year on ESPN Chicago. Follow her on X for the latest at Courtney R. Cronin. She joins us on the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. Everybody wanting a, a piece of Caleb Williams, and uh, he talked today. Biggest takeaway for you, Courtney, from uh, the little powwow with the media? It's the confidence. I mean, when he's sitting up there talking, and you can – I tried. I got there early, so I was able to get a spot up front to be able to ask questions. Because if you're, you know, a couple rows deep, like you're shouting over each other, like nobody's going to hear you. And there were a good 200 people, what I'm going to estimate, hanging around that podium where Caleb Williams was talking, and he came across confident, polished, uh, prepared, certainly, in the answers that he gave today, and the way that he spoke about himself oozed of confidence uh, in a lot of different ways. But that's probably one of the, the more impressive press conferences I've seen for someone who really doesn't give a lot of them that often. He is, in a sense, been groomed for this for quite some time. We were talking about this with Chris Black, who is a big USC fan. Uh, first of all, the kid's got uh, 10 12 $15 million in NIL money uh, already. He's already a multimillionaire. Uh, I know that the sports scene in Southern California is a little goofy, but USC does generate a fair amount of traction and attention out there. He's polished, it seems like, in dealing with the media. Uh, I think you summed it up quite well. Like He just seems confident and very prepared. Young guys don't always come off that way, but just his track in life seems to have delivered him to this moment as a very prepared young man. Yeah, and the way that he talked about the number one overall pick and if he'd be disappointed if the Bears did not take him with the number one overall pick. He didn't even give it any thought that he might be the number two pick, number three pick, so on and so forth. He said that that's, he doesn't have a plan B because he's a plan A sort of guy and that if it came to something else, he would deal with it. But it shows you that confidence level. It shows you how, how much he trusts his work and his preparation to get to this point, but also just knowing kind of where he stands and what he's you know, been told about himself, what the tape tells him about himself and his abilities, and also how he's viewed by teams that have the the potential to draft him, including Chicago. So how he talked today, the preparation, the all of the elements that went into his press conference, which was about 15 minutes, I thought that he handled – there was no moment where he got tripped up by anything, and there were some questions that I'm sure, you know, where he had to kind of clarify things like, why aren't you doing the medical? Why aren't you throwing? Uh, you know, what was the Instagram post about where you've got the bear shirt on? All of those things. I thought he handled in a way that gave you answers that you're like, okay, I, I understand why he said that, why he did that, so on and so forth. Why is it or isn't it a big deal that he's not uh, doing the medicals here in Indy? So, I mean, this is – it. It's unprecedented because the only reason the combine exists, honestly, like nobody cares about the 43 cone drill. Like I, I was eating dinner with a coach last night, and we were talking about how all of that stuff is useless and how he goes out there every time before drills and just tells the guys, go have fun. None of this stuff matters. I will be watching your film, and that's what I'm evaluating you on, on whether you're coming to the team or not. So. Like this stuff, like it's all dog and pony show for, you know, a primetime audience. But the medical is the most important part 
that teams walk away from Indy with. Like that is the as critical information. And we heard early in the week that Marvin Harrison Jr. was not going to be coming to Indy, foregoing it altogether. Mm-hmm. Which then you're wondering, how do you get the medical? And in Marvin Harrison Jr.'s case, he's apparently not submitting any of it from the pro day, from wow. from the combine, really? any of it. But with 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 Caleb Williams. He says that he's like I asked him about this to clarify. He says that he's going to be doing it like he's going to he'll go and meet with doctors when he goes to individual teams to get a chance to do top 30 visits. Like that's that's where they'll get it and it's important information for the teams to know about your durability, any sort of health concerns, but if you are a player that is as good as a Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison project to be, you're not going to be in a situation where you need to let NFL teams poke and prod you and find, you know, miraculously, oh, they might find a tumor. They might find some medical condition that can tank your draft stock. I'm, I'm not going to name names, but we've seen this stuff happen before. And sometimes I question, did that save their life or did that just hurt and cost them millions of dollars because teams are searching for things that somehow you went 22 years of life and didn't have before and it wasn't an issue. I always find that stuff to be interesting, but it's leverage. And so few players have this. And in a player empowerment era, which those two players, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Caleb Williams, are coming from, protecting themselves at all costs comes via moves like this. And ultimately, that's a decision that they are entitled to make. What quarterbacks were interviewed by the Chicago Bears? So it sounded like with it was the three, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels. And I thought it was interesting what Drake May said, and we followed up on it because he said when he talked to the Bears, it seemed like they didn't know a lot about him. Hmm. He's a junior, and that what he clarified, what he meant by that was he didn't go to the Senior Bowl, obviously because he's a junior, and you know he's coming out a year early. Certainly, that doesn't mean the Bears haven't done their research on him. But I thought it was kind of an interesting, eye-opening answer. Maybe there is something a little bit more to it. But those three names, you know. There weren't that many questions asked about Chicago to Jaden Daniels at the podium, but I do know that when he spoke on our ESPN set, he was like he liked the idea of Chicago. He said that would be dope uh, if they ended up drafting him. So I don't know, you know, if he's given it much thought, just because like everybody else around here, Caleb Williams is top of mind, is going number one, and I'm sure some of these quarterbacks are probably thinking of it realistically that they aren't going to be going to Chicago because Chicago is going to be occupied by a different quarterback. What do you think teams ultimately make of what you talked about with Marvin Harrison Jr. deciding to leave after the measurements and not meet the media? I, I, I was, I go back to the Jalen Carter thing last year because that was a legitimate surprise when you know we're waiting at the podium. It's like, all right, where is the guy? And then you find out he left because he went to go turn himself in for the arrest in Georgia. I wasn't surprised by the Marvin Harrison thing today because he was on the schedule because they make the schedules you know, in advance. And then on Monday, the reporting is that he was skipping Indy altogether. So I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And I know some people looked at that and said, oh, well, it's accountability. It's, you know, it's making sure that you fulfill your whatever you signed up for. I think that's all nonsense. Like he doesn't, if he's not here to work out, to meet with teams, to do anything, which we haven't heard of him being here this week. I don't, I don't, I didn't think that was anything new other than when we're told at the podium today that he was coming next and then he didn't come, mm. it draws some headlines. I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal, though, considering what we already knew at the beginning of the week. 
Yeah, apparently he just went to get measured and left. At least that's what Charles Robinson tweeted, that they had the measurements, and then that was it. He was in and out, and there was nothing else. So, And because, because he said he wasn't going to submit to the he, – it was reported that he said he wasn't going to submit to the medical mm. stuff right away and that he wasn't going to be working. He was going to train at Ohio State, but even with his pro day – uh, I, I don't know what his plan is for that, but it didn't sound like he was going to be working out for teams then. But if you are considered the best receiver in your draft class and you've got people, like when Rick Spielman came on with, with myself and Waddle two weeks ago, we called him a future Hall of Famer mm-hmm. before the guy even plays a down in the NFL, then you have the leverage. If teams are viewing you that way, you have the leverage to protect yourself against getting hurt potentially in any workouts, of costing yourself any any draft uh, status or anything, you know, imp- he's not going to improve his draft status. But that's the number one thing. He's not going to be the number one overall pick, regardless of whether the Bears have the pick or somebody else do. It's a quarterback taken at that spot. He has nothing to gain by doing the workouts in Indianapolis, and I think he viewed it that way, which is why he ultimately, I think it's kind of a waste of money and a drive to come over from Columbus to Indianapolis to go step on a scale and have somebody, you know, measure your hands, but. I, if that's all he did, I'm not surprised by it. Okay. All right, before we let you go, uh, trade market for Fields. How do you think it looks now? How will it look over the next weekend? Do you think he'll be traded by the end of next weekend before we get to the 11th and the legal tampering window opens? I, yeah, that's the window. Like You want to get it done before the Kirk Cousins of the world and Russell Wilson and all these other guys who may or may not be staying in their place where they currently are before they can start negotiating deals with teams. And I... I would think by this time next week we would know. I really do. Ryan Poles has been pretty steadfast about his timelines and following them, whether it's um, you know the number one overall pick last year going before free agency like he said it would. So I'm, I'm expecting within the next couple of days, they've got certainly some other things that are of top of mind here as they're going through the player evaluations. They're, they want to get the Jalen Johnson deal done, and they've got to do that by the 5th. And then on top of that, the trade market, you know, they're, st- they're probably at the end of their information gathering stage, and now it's let's see the deals that are put together stage and giving Ryan Poles a chance to weigh what a Pittsburgh or what a an Atlanta or maybe a Patriots offer could look like for Justin Fields. Courtney, great stuff. Uh, have a wonderful weekend, and thank you for this week for joining us a couple times. We'll talk to you next week at some point. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. There's Courtney Cronin. Follow her on X at Courtney R. Cronin. Your Bears call's coming up next. Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Jesse Rogers will join us at 135. It's Friday, so you got a chance to qualify for a trip down to Woodford Reserve. It's the trip. You're not going to want to miss. It's the trip of trips. Yeah, They're plus you can get the trip of trips. Plus, if you qualify, you know, if you're the 50th call, when you hear the call to the post in about an hour, you'll automatically get the $150 gift card that you can use towards the Twin Spires app, make a little money maybe. There are three big prep races. Actually, I think there are four big are prep four. races there are four this big weekend. Ones, yeah. The Gotham, the Fountain of Youth, there's a big one at Santa Anita. Although that Baffert horse, nice. Is it the San Felipe? Yes, it's the San Felipe. San Felipe? Uh, Jim Miller did a good breakdown on this week's episode of The Odds Couple, which is available now on the ESPN Chicago app. 
Uh, you should check that out, get the plays. But, yeah, he, that Nysos horse, that Baffert horse, yeah, that the one that's in the not, derby. He's running in the Preakness. He'll run in the Preakness. Yeah. He is a 1-5 to five morning line favorite yeah. as of now. I mean, Jim Miller, he said he, it when he ran that last he, race. Yeah, he's a monster. He's not going to lose. Yeah, he's and a monster. Yeah, he's just a monster. Nysos Yurko showed me that, that race afterwards. And it's yeah. like, holy he cow. He just moved horses apart and just, just a monster. through them. Like, yeah. they were nothing. Like, Jimmy said the same thing. Like, he's yeah. not losing. Yeah. But there's no value there as he's 1-5. to five. But anyway, they hardly have any race, the horses in the race because nobody wants well, the race. You know, who wants to get beat? I mean, let's second place money is still 20%. First place wins 60% of the pool. Second takes 20% of the pool. If they're running for a million dollars, you're still getting 200, 200 grand, 200 grand yeah. to run second in that race. Yeah, that's so that's point. not bad. That's a good point. And you never know. Anything can happen in ISOs. It is horse racing. Oof. What if he bleeds? Yeah, right. You know, well, he bleeds. What he's he got to pull the shoe? horse up. Yeah, throws a shoe. Yeah. Hey, 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 the horse throws a shoe or he loses the jockey, loses his irons. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, what happens there? I don't know. What if the horse loses its bit? I love when you're yeah. when the horse loses his bit. What happened if a so, mosquito flies in the nice host's eye? <laughs> now all of a sudden you got craziness happening out on a racetrack. We got the call to the post in about an hour. You could win the gift card. You could also be qualified for our trip down to Woodford Reserve. You must be 21 as of December 8th, 2023. So as long as you were 21 on December 8th of last year, you're good. And you must live in the state of Illinois. If you meet those criteria, you can try to qualify. Next hour, we're doing it every Friday between now and the running of the Kentucky Derby, which, what is it, May 2nd this year? The first Saturday in May. Yeah, it is, uh, yes, May 2nd this year. May 2nd this year. Yeah. Very nervous. All right, let's go to Chase on the South Side. What up, Chase? Hey, guys, what's going on? How you guys doing? I'm sorry. Let me correct what I just said. It's May 4th. <laughs> I'm looking at March. May 4th. May we're doing 4th. good, Chase. What's going on? Not much. Um, yeah, so uh, I was looking at the draft board. And um, you know, looking at the you know the teams at the bottom. Um, now, with free agency being early, and let's say the Bears plug in a couple holes, with like let's say they get an edge rusher, and maybe even a you know like a lot of people keep saying all those wide receivers might maybe there's a possibility they may not be available at uh, nine. Um, if that is the case, um, do you see got situation where maybe the Bears can uh, trade back? you know, from nine and maybe trade down with a team. Because let's say there's a quarterback, like let's say J.J. McCarthy or whoever becomes available and that team might get desperate and want to call the Bears and say, hey, Paul, what's going on with that nine pick? What do you want to give up? Can you see a scenario where the Bears could trade back with a team and want to move up and maybe the Bears get like a – because more likely they're going to trade fields and if, let's say they're lucky enough and they get a second-round pick and, you know, you trade back with another team and you accumulate – um, more draft capital, like say a second round or third round, fourth round, whatever it is. Yes. Um, in that situation, you know, you trade back. Would, like, how would you guys feel about that? Would you guys, because you could still find a really quality player at 14, 15, or, you know, you know what I mean? The answer is yes. I agree. And I said it yesterday. What if you, what if the three wide receivers are gone and Dallas Turner's gone and you want Brian Thomas and you say, we can afford to move back five spots and get him? Now, you hope you're right. Well, but- I mean, if, if all those guys are gone, and you got three quarterbacks gone. You got three wide receivers gone. That's six. You've got two other guys that are gone, seven and eight, right? So all that stuff's gone. It means no tackles have been taken. That's true. Tackles no. are going to be taken. They're going to have. Well, that, I think that's the, my point. Yeah. Out of the yeah. four, they're going to have, when they get to nine, at least Dallas Turner, Jared Verse, Malik Neighbors. Or Roma Dunze will be there. You think? One you of sure? the four. What about Brock Powers? He might be there, too. He will too. also be there. I would think he would be there. And so, I don't think the Bears should go that route, but that's... 
But because, like Yurko said, someone's going to take it. Like a tackle or two are going to go off the board. Hmm. So you're going to get one of those four guys are going to be there at nine. If a Dunze's there, you know who I'm drafting. You're drafting a Dunze. <laughs> I'm you drafting love a Dunze. Yeah. I'm drafting Roman Dunze. I'm not thinking twice. If John Alt's there, are you are you interested? Joe Alt. Joe Alt. John Alt's his father. John Alt's his father. Yeah, Joe Alt. <laughs> if John Alt's there, I, don't, I think I'll pass, If John guys. Alt's there, I'm passing. He's like 67. John Alt was his dad who played in the NFL. I think that's him. a real decision that they've got to make. Remember, if Joe Alt is there. The guy that they've got now at the left tackle position is still inexpensive. He's inexpensive. That's why he's nice. Right? It's true. It's true. He's inexpensive. I'd be interested to see what happens when they get there at nine and who's there, if Alt is there, if Fashanu's there. Are we agreeing Alt's maybe the best prospect in the class? I know Latham uh, has kind of come up the yeah, boards the, here lately. The youngster from Alabama? Yeah. Yeah, you always like, and I, listen, I'm not telling you it's got to be this way, but you do like it when the kid comes from good NFL stock, you know? So there, they, there's something, do you just like, you give a little bit of an extra, like, oh, you get an extra check mark. I mean, his dad was a great player. Just imagine, like, <laughs> if you were in a position where you could have got certain. You could have got Joey Porter Jr. Right? Like, you get the old kid. You get all the offspring. All, all the, the spawn, offspring. Spawn of NFL is your team. You know? Harrison this year. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, you John was a terrific player. I don't player. know when he's going to go over. Brendan Rice played with yeah, Caleb Williams. He's Jerry yeah, Rice's he's Jerry's kid. Son. He's not nearly as highly touted, though, is no, he? Uh, it's hard. When you're Jerry Rice's kid, it's hard. You know, that's a tough one. He's I not mean, Marvin Snoop's Harrison's kid. kid. You know Snoop's kid's a crappy rapper, right? You know he can't be as good as the old man, right? Played Can't football. Be. He was at Can't USC. Be. He cannot be as good of a rapper as his father is. It just doesn't work that way. Brendan Rice will get drafted, right? Do we think he's getting yeah, drafted? He, he will. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he met the for media sure. yesterday and yeah, stuff like that. He's drafted. getting drafted for sure. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, bring in his, uh, his college teammate. Let's grab Eddie on the north side. What's up, Edward? Eddie. Eddie. Eddie, we can hear you in the background. What, what are you Eddie's doing? doing? I don't know what Eddie's doing. John's guys, in the guys, guys, Brock Purdy, MVP. Guys, guys, Kern. I put him on hold. Kern. All right, we got John I put now. Eddie back on hold. John's in Johnny, a hold. Johnny, how are you? John? Yo, you guys there? Yeah, yeah we're What's here. up, Johnny? Hey, guys. I know everyone's kind of impartial and saying it's Fields, is it Williams, but just hear me out for a second. Now, Fields has got what twenty one million for the next two years if they were to pick up his fifth year option. No, it's like uh, no, more than that. It's like twenty seven. I know twenty five. It's six and okay. six. Okay. it'll be thirty two million okay. over two years. Average is sixteen million per year. Six million next year. Twenty five million the year after. Okay. Okay. So let's assume that they don't necessarily get the right compensation that they're wanting for, right? Because I mean, are you feeling a second round is going to be worthy enough for yes. them? Yes. Yes. Okay. So hear me out. What if they kept him for a year? They drafted Caleb Williams, which is with the thought of what if Williams goes down first couple of weeks, then where are the Bears at? They got Bajan coming in to back him up? Yes. I don't think right? it's likely, so, John. I just don't. It's the, it, it, I, they're, they're telling you that it's not going to happen. They're telling you they want to do right by him. Think about what kind of uh, dichotomy or, or not, not that dichotomy. That's the wrong word. Think about the kind of derision that could come within that locker room out of that. Those guys love Justin Fields. How are you going to do that to Caleb Williams if you're drafting him one overall? It's just not a likely scenario. scenario it's not functional, yeah. John. It just isn't. It'd be detrimental to your locker room. It just would be. Uh, the, the, you know, I'm telling you, like, Yurko will tell you. He lived the dynamics. I, I've covered professional sports long enough to know kind of like how the dynamics work. 
But Yurko will tell you that dynamic is not working. It just isn't. It's not going to be but anything they're going to go down. You had the veteran quarterback Chris Chandler when Michael Vick came in as a rookie. And it didn't work there. And Dan Reeves was trying to shuffle them both and play both of those guys. It doesn't work. And even that's a different yeah. situation than this would be. You're talking about right, a, four, a veteran quarterback and, and yeah, a new player. So you've got a veteran quarterback and a new rookie that you've drafted in the first round. Michael Vick was a first-round pick. He was. Number one overall. And you're the veteran quarterback, Chris Chandler. He can handle the fact that you got the rookie. But ultimately, they've got to play the rookie who might not be as good as the veteran. It ain't happening, At this guys. point. It's just not. And it, that's more of a question there than it is here because in theory some might tell you one of these rookies comes in might be better than Justin Fields is. Maybe you I don't say, necessarily believe that, but maybe you say Carmen Fair's got nothing to do with it, but it's not fair to either player. It's not it's just not. It's not a scenario that is going to present itself. Uh it ain't gonna happen. We'll grab more calls coming up. We're back in two minutes.